So this is the App Guy Mastermind. Uh, it's me, Paul Kemp, and Heath Armstrong. Uh, we're here to talk uh, about our two weeks in uh, entrepreneurial endeavors, and uh, it's for your benefit. And so we're repurposing this content as a podcast. And Heath, um, just I guess we could start off by understanding your journey. You've had a couple of weeks. I know you were saying about your long journey uh, driving and uh, I was just trying to explain before my internet cut off there that uh, my commute is about five steps to my outdoor office. And so my driving is like um, basically taking my kids to nursery and back, which is maybe a mile. <laughs> so is that, you know, is that something you, you want? Or is it, do you want to cut out um, driving altogether or just cut down the, hour, the hours you're driving? Well, absolutely, man. Obviously, I want to get to a point where I can get away from driving altogether, but not necessarily traveling. I'd like to be able to work from a laptop and, and travel about leisurely, but I was talking to an interview uh, which came through the guest service. She actually booked Dave Lent into my calendar, yeah. which was amazing. And it was probably one of the best ones I've had, man. Oh, great. <laughs> and, uh, he was he was really funny because he said, wait, 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 no, this is – what you're doing right now, this is your job because that other thing, that's just your money hustle. He goes, don't ever mix the two up because you have a money hustle, but that's not your job. This is your job. <laughs> I was like, I never looked at it that way. Yeah, uh, there's a side thing you're doing, which is the money hustle, and then uh, the, the fun part is the, the job, but yeah, it's not paying yeah. you yet. Yeah, and he was very inspirational. He's – he uh. He filmed a documentary in, inside San Quentin Prison, which they don't let cameras into back in 74. And it was the first time they'd ever let cameras in there. And two people actually got stabbed right when, right in front of his camera. And one of them died. And uh, it was all over, the documentary was all over PBS. And it was very interesting. And he's he, he uh, released a Five Keys to Mastery, which really relates to what we do. And he had interviewed you know, B.B. King and Carlos Santana and uh, Paul Reed Smith, some of the biggest names in music, Paul, and uh, very, very interesting guests. And so that was uh, a success on the, the guest booking there. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so we could talk about that. Let's, let's spend the first 15, 20 minutes talking about your journey because uh, I, you were right uh, for me to look at my uh, conversion rate, you know, and uh, we're obviously sending out a lot of emails and, uh, trying to get these guests booked up and uh, anything that I can do to improve the conversion is obviously very welcome. So, uh, but one of the things I was thinking of is that, you know, these are guys that I'm approaching that are, that are based on um, the fact that I've written a book and published it in Amazon so that I can get their, you know, names and emails. And so they're not maybe, you know, from the podcast com podcasting community, you know, they're not previous guests of a podcast. Uh I'm wondering, you know, the guests that you're approaching, um, have they done podcasts before? Are you finding them through podcasting? Uh, it just depends. Some of them, yes. Some of them, I haven't. Uh, you, it's surprisingly how how many of them actually do listen to podcasts. It's a lot more than I had originally thought. Um, if they're accessible on the Internet, most of them, it seems like, have listened to one or two podcasts, so then that's easier. But if you're targeting authors on Amazon, yeah, there's really no telling what you're going to get. I've sent a lot of messages to certain authors through different platforms, and, and it just, it, it seems like it's like throwing a, a, you know, a rock into a pond with uh, 
how they're going to respond. You just really never know. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the moment, yeah, we're getting, a, a, I guess, a trickle of uh, guests, I would say uh, four or five per month. And, um, you know, we're approaching uh, quite a few. So if, if you've got any ideas on how to improve that script, uh, I'd be happy to test that. Yeah, I will look over it. I haven't actually checked it out yet. Uh, I didn't get a chance this morning. I'll look over it, and I'll definitely, I'm, I'm sure I'll be able to tweak it a little bit to tell you what has worked for me at least. Yeah, um, we'll yeah, because uh, what I've learned about doing this, and, you know, it's almost like uh, you've got to do these things because they lead to bigger things. And so, for example, like what we're doing here with this uh I mean, there's no one else doing this in the world, a guest getting service for podcasting. Uh, and I was thinking uh, maybe, because uh, I've had been having these chats with Jimmy Burgess, who's a guest of mine, and uh, he, he's written this Amazon book called um, What Just Happened. And uh, he's reached number one in two different categories on Amazon. So he's getting like this fame from doing that. And it's leading to a lot of coaching work. And, and we were having a chat and he said, what about a branding service? A branding service that that helps people, literally helps them by putting up a website for them, uh, doing a, a podcast interview, putting that on the website, getting them into the podcast land, uh, maybe building them a personal branded app, you know, just doing this whole complete package and then getting, you know, helping people to just brand themselves online, you know, more than just having a LinkedIn profile. Uh, what, what do you, you think that's a, that? you, there's, there's a huge market for that, actually. I think about that every day. If you can get the right group of people together to be able to beast that out quickly, uh, obviously, I think that and I've heard you talk about this before that everybody's going to be moving to actually having their own personal apps. I'm sure that have all their contact information because why would you not? I mean, if I could get on and click one app with your name on it, for instance, and you know see all the emails we've exchanged together through whatever clients right on that app see all your social media updates be able to con contact you however I can uh, be able to access your website and your blog updates I mean why, why would you not have that um, yeah it's just trying to sell it obviously as a complete package which uh, I I'm sure that'd be quite valuable and Jimmy had the idea of giving it away as a giveaway uh, to almost promote the service and so uh, yeah, maybe we should talk also about like my giveaway and uh, the things that I've learned doing that over the last couple of weeks. But um, oh, yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah. I think we should totally we should totally think about that process because obviously I could help from the web development end, and in, within a year or two I'll be able to do it from the the mobile app end as well. And I've just now gotten back into doing the learning some mobile apps again and it's it's so much fun so i'm happy to be back there <laughs> hey i need your help because i you know roger lee uh from roger lee dance yeah yeah uh, I, I like the guy a lot and i said i'd build him an app and so i did um i, I spent about four hours on it <laughs> you know like he gave me the content and i just put this app together and it's an app that i've built from a template that i've used many times before but it was rejected by apple and hmm. uh I've almost like just think get kind of given up because they said it didn't have enough functionality within the app uh, to warrant it going into the app store. And uh, that was a little bit disheartening. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, he wasn't paying me for it. So it was like a, just a nice thing to do. Uh, so it wasn't a big deal, but uh, it just made me realize that knocking up an app and putting it into the app store for this personal branded thing could, could actually be 
um, a little bit challenging to get those through the uh, police at Apple. Yeah, they've got some gremlins now, I guess, that are hunting you down. Uh, it's, it seems as if they're they're getting more and more strict by the day. Uh, but that's not to say that, you know, you added one more button. I mean, what, where do they draw the line between functionality? You know what I mean? Yeah, what I've done in the past to get these things through is always used a function that is primarily on the phone and can't be replicated on a website. So... Uh, like a find feature or GPS, using the GPS, uh, like mm -hmm. a map. And I'd always put that on. And uh, usually when that was on, then, uh, you know, these, these are apps that contain uh, videos uh, from the celebrity or the, the, the uh, branded person and uh, then a list of different audios. Uh, but uh, they, they claim that on this one, uh, it was too close to just being a website. And so uh, they, they rejected it. But, Oh really? Yeah. Well, you so. can. You know, I, it's also possible if you if you didn't want to go like actual native or anything like that to just do a very nice uh, mobile theme for the website as well, and then have the option for them to save it to their homepage when they actually go to the website. So the the mobile website actually saves as an app icon, even though it's not actually in the store. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So on that, <laughs> I interviewed a guy. Uh, from iGen apps, and uh, he'd created 40,000 apps, which puts wow. my 80 into, like, a, a perspective. And uh, But they were all web apps, and uh, he's basically created a platform to create these apps. And uh, I was really interested to try and figure out whether that is something people use, because from my understanding, looking at the... There's a, um, an analytics company called Flurry, which I use. It's one of the biggest analytics companies for mobile. And they uh, were saying that of mobile, uh, only 20% of us actually use a browser. 80% you know, uh, plus is on a nat in a native app. So... You know, literally, wow. yeah. So that, and now that's from the stats of that they've got. So, I mean, that is huge. And then of that, you know, a big majority of it is, uh, I think, a third was. I mean, these are rough numbers. I can get you the exact report, but about a third is um, Facebook, the native app for Facebook, and then a big portion of it is games, gaming apps, and then utility apps, productivity apps, all this sort of stuff was a, a small slither. But the, the web browsing was really low. And then it just made me realize that, you know, if you're doing a web app, you're trying to compete for one-fifth of the market, you know, of the person's time. Uh, and obviously, that that's then them just going onto the oh, web wow. browser. So, yeah, I noticed when I did, I, I built a mobile uh, web app version of my concrete site before. And it actually got a lot of ads for people that were using Android phones, it seemed like. Uh, not so much for iPhones for some reason. I don't know if it was more difficult to add that to the homepage than it was on an Android. Um, but after a while, it was... It, I'm not sure it was really worth all the time to put an effort to put in there. It probably would have been better just to build the site mobile because it was on an older platform. So, so I was going to ask you about um, your social media and uh, how... Because I've seen that you've started to use Pick College, uh, you, are you getting a lot more retweets and mentions? And is it helping? Do you think drive an audience for you? Well, what I started doing was, you know, obviously set up an email with Boomerang that sends out to the guests when the episodes release. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 
and at first I was making these pit collage pictures and just releasing them myself and I've been using buffer which I'm sure you're familiar with yeah I've been reading a lot of reports about how if you use buffer it's not really getting it, it doesn't reach near the amount of people that it would if you just post it straight to the social media site yeah so I've been trying to post to Facebook and Twitter manually even though it's kind of a pain in the ass um, and then I'll just use Buffer to go to the rest of the pages, you know, like LinkedIn and a couple of the actual Facebook pages and Twitter pages away from my profiles. And it seems like there's not too much of a difference, but now that up to this last one, I started actually attaching that picture collage picture to the email that I send to the guest. Oh, right. Okay. A picture that you can have if you want to, post this, you know, because it, it's kind of like a promo and it has the link inscribed on it and all that. And so I'm curious to see how that works because the first one worked and they actually put the picture up themselves. So we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I don't do that. Basically, I, I schedule my things about four weeks, five weeks in advance. And the boomerang um, is all scheduled in as well. So and then when it comes to the day, I actually just then spend uh, 20 minutes uh, around 4 p.m. UK time to to just quickly listen, try and pick a quote from the uh, uh, the podcast, and then I, I've I've learned that putting a quote in there seems to kind of get more attention, basically, uh, than the you know the guest name. So uh, a quote, and uh, then I just put that together, and it takes me about 20 minutes to do it manually. Um, so yeah, I use I use something called Collage Factory, and I've I've really since the last time we met. I've made an entire transition from kind of having this haywire schedule to doing schedule blocking. So when when I started doing that, it was like a whole new, I mean, everything just opened up for me as far as getting more flexibility in and being able to uh, get things done on time. And I, I started editing all at once, bulk editing, kind of like you do on one day. And I've come up with some amazing new leads on products and uh, software that has helped me cut my time down drastically and so I use Collage Factory as a part of that and I'll actually once I build up about five or six episodes after editing them I'll put them all on the website at once create all the web pages at once create all the Collage Factory pictures at once and then I'll create all those emails at once and attach those pictures with it so there's no need to have to go back the morning of and try to make that picture to launch it it's already saved on my computer and saved in the email okay that's collage factory collage factory it's free okay uh, it's just like a that. App and <laughs> it's a mac app right okay uh, uh, i'm sure it's a lot like pick collage so you know what i've been finding very useful as well if you're using gmail uh, and boomerang is um i'm sure you probably use this already i'm just gonna have a look at the name uh i think it's called reportive Yes, I yeah. do use it. Yeah, okay. So that, that basically when I'm just um, about to write the email to the guest, uh, it brings up the LinkedIn, Twitter, and I, I then follow them on LinkedIn. And I'll tell you what's been working really well for me at the moment in terms of making connections is, again, uh, the uh, the um, SoundCloud recording. And so literally just as we were going online, I had a response back from one of the guys saying i love the soundcloud message i'm going to start doing that uh no one no one's ever done that for me in the past so um 
Yeah, man, it's awesome. And you know what I was thinking the other day is I'm, I'm doing it more and more. Uh, I was actually thinking of since I batched to where I, I got a plug-in called Batched Inbox now. So it actually is a Gmail add-on, but it only allows my email to come in two times a day because I had a problem with checking it way too much. And on my phone, I've got Square One, which helps a lot. <laughs> on my actual desktop, you know, I, I didn't really have anything, so I got this plugin, and it's called Batched Inbox, and it's great, man. It just makes a label. It puts all your emails in there, and it's, it's got some other features, too, but mainly I use it for this. And then it hides that label so you can't see it, and then at 12 o'clock I have it released, and then at 5 o'clock I have it released again. Um, and so that's one of the tools. And in, in, uh, what was the tool you were just talking about? I'm sorry. Yeah, so the Gmail uh, one, Reportive. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, I think I'll just I better get a name. Uh, just going into my email now. Uh, basically, what that does is I think it's a free plugin for Gmail, and uh, when you open up, uh, so like I'm opening up a, a message now, um, it gives me it basically lets me look at the social media accounts within Gmail. So, so without even leaving that page. Uh, I've just got an email here from one of the guests and I can see uh, his Facebook account, his Google Plus account and LinkedIn. And it can actually enable me to um, invite them from within Gmail. So not even leaving a tab. And uh, yeah, yeah it's ra a reportive, reportive. And I think yeah, that's Yeah, free. I've been using that for about four or five months now. It's awesome. But yeah, you were talking about SoundCloud messages and uh, I started doing those more and more, right? With the batched inbox, I was thinking, well, how can I take these messages and you know I'm returning all these emails at once and how can I speed this up and since I'm sending a lot of it, trying to you know you know these emails to invite people to get on your podcast they can be a lot of copy paste some of the sections and personalize the rest of them I found it a lot easier to actually start using that SoundCloud device just to record messages as my main email which I know you've done a little bit of in the past so when I actually invite guests now I'll I'll, I'll send that audio clip and it seems to be pretty effective oh okay there's an idea I'll, you know I've not done that actually they can hear my voice and, and understand that it's me and it's, it doesn't seem so much computer generated or fake you know what I mean I'm gonna try that I think Heath uh, make a SoundCloud or when you invite a guest and uh, just make it personalized yeah that, that sounds really good yeah and, and so because it doesn't take very long to do that. You can explain everything in yeah. about a paragraph or two. You know what I mean? Well, I see it might, it's, it's all being done by a virtual assistant for me at the moment. So um, Yeah, I could see it being much more difficult there. So we'd have to mm. find a medium as far as what kind of people would you target with this? I think it's more of the people that maybe you have uh, interacted with on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn. Not necessarily the cold call emails that you would be using your VA for. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, for example, um, what I'm doing at the moment is, and it is, it's a little bit time intensive, but uh, I am uh, for everyone following me on Twitter, I'm sending a little private message if I if I think that they're a listener, and uh, I, I so I, I then can DM that message to them, and I, I think maybe fifty percent of people probably listen to that stuff, and uh, I've got a really good response, and uh, I've, I'm sure I've generated some super fans because of that and so uh, you know because I go and look at my SoundCloud stats and there's um, a, a few guys that I've done that with where they've just literally gone through my entire back catalog and listened to every episode 
<laughs> so yeah, it, it helps create super fans, and obviously we need super fans to uh, to kind of promote to others and and get you know get the uh, the word out there. But, um, yeah, man. Well, I'm a super fan. So get uh, the giveaway. Do you want to know some of the stats and? I do. Did you do another one? Yeah. Okay. So let's start with what did not work and um, uh, was. I'm just going to get the stats up now here. <clears throat> now I know you gave away. You did that first giveaway. You got 110 or so. I I think you started another one though, right? Yeah. So that's. Um, I've got some. Definitely got some things to share with you and report and. Um, you know, obviously got really carried away because it was all as a result of you introducing me to Josh Earl and me then having a <laughs> chat with him and then him revealing um, the 300,000 plus, you know, emails that he captured with his software. And uh, okay, well, so you never know the final number he got on that because I saw he was actually posting to Pat Flynn uh, on Twitter yesterday trying to get him to share his story. And he said that he got 167,000 emails. That's yeah. what he told Pat Flynn. Yeah, he's desperately, I, I, well, Okay, so he's a lovely guy, and uh, no doubt he's not listening to this, so because <laughs> he's a busy man. So um, I, I know because I, he gave me the idea to record this mastermind, in fact, and uh, and put it out as a podcast because he does the same. So I've listened to that, and uh, the three hundred and sixty thousand emails that he captured from the giveaway uh, of that one hundred and ten thousand was from a spammer. Uh, which I think he gave out the email address as uh, bigfatcrab at gmail.com or something like that. I can't, don't, don't take my word for it on that. <laughs> now, this guy had written some kind of program that within two minutes, it submitted uh, his email address, but putting uh, full stops after the at so that it still would get to him, but is basically giving him additional entries to the contest. And uh, it, it took him hours and hours and hours to filter out this one guy. He'd spammed the whole thing. Wow. So, so you strip out then 100 odd, I think he, he got the number down to, yeah, about 160,000. Um, of, of which then um, he, his big problem is that he has been um, uh, getting these warnings from MailChimp for every email he sends out uh, because of the big unsubscribe rate. You know, as soon as you send out an email to this 160,000 audience, yeah, uh, it drops. You know, it, it, there's a big unsubscribe rate, and Mailchimp don't like that. They think you're spamming people, and they give you a big slap on the wrist. So, um, I I actually had a warning as well. Um, ironically, for my my first giveaway, which was um, 113 contestants, and so, um, yeah, so. Uh, so some problems obviously exist, and uh, and I know that, that. So anyway, at the end of the day, he's got he's still got a really sizable list. I think he's going to try and dwindle that down to maybe sixty to ninety thousand, and then put that into Entreport, which is I think quite expensive. Um, so my experience is obviously nowhere near that. Uh, my first contest, one hundred and thirteen people, um, uh, of which about uh, two thirds have continued to subscribe to my email list. Uh, and my second con uh, contest is doing, doing much better, 178 contestants emails, and uh, that's still running. So I've run that now for um, about five days, and there's still eight days to go, so I've run that for a slightly longer. And, well, that's uh, great, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, to be frank, 
honestly, to be frank, those you know the the oh. newsletters that you get where you subscribe in your email. I wasn't getting that many uh, subscribes, and so uh, I think I think it's a very good way of get, get getting emails. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to try it out myself. I, I mean, a hundred emails is that that's a great community start, and I don't know how many you have total, but. If you're doing a giveaway and you do another giveaway and you're getting over a hundred every time, I mean, you can build your list pretty quickly. Well, I, you know, I took so back in 2009, I took a a, a course about how to build e emails, and uh, I went through this whole process of paying about a thousand dollars to uh, about three thousand dollars for this two-day workshop, and then one thousand dollars to pay for advertising. I built a twenty thousand list up, and I did not take care of that list. It was a kind of rubbishy list anyway and uh and, and uh, back then using an autoresponder was just so painful it's like pulling out teeth it was horrible so uh after a while i ended up just uh, neglecting that list and i think someone hacked my computer not you know server and i lost the entire list anyway <laughs> um so i i basically have given up um the last few years uh, bo bothering to to worry about lists and then it's only since I've started this podcast last year that I thought, oh, you know, I really need to start a list again. So uh, I started a list and I put my um, newsletter up, you know, as an, an incentive. And then just really neglected to um, try and get it converted. So I, I have not got a, a sizable list, Heath. I mean, it's under a thousand. So, um, you know, I mean, you can still do a lot with a list that size, Paul. Well, I realized that the way I'm trying to approach it is that I'm not going for the big numbers because um, to me, one person uh, is enough to, you know, be, become, yeah, you, a, to become a fan and then to, to eventually, um, you know, try and add value to. And that, that's the way I want to A smaller, more trustworthy list is more valuable than a large spammy list, you know what I mean? And I think what you need to do, I mean, on the second giveaway, did you do the sublime text again? Yeah, it's the same uh, offer. And I'll tell you what I did initially. So um, what, to make a, su a successful giveaway, uh, you need a really big kickstart. And uh, that that means that someone, so basically the people to target are our guests because we don't have that big kickstart. You know, to, I've got 3,000 followers and I sent out a couple of texts, uh, sorry, uh, tweets. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a big enough kickstart. So, um I, I think that you need to approach guests with a very influential list and just say, look, I'll do a joint giveaway with you and uh, that you, you promote it on your list and I will uh, uh, then uh, you know do the giveaway for you and we'll do it 50-50 and split the emails. I think that's a good idea. Well, I mean, because could, I could say, literally, you've got it, obviously, you know, I said you could, you're very welcome to have um, a giveaway, a contest. Just tell me when you want to run one. I'll set one up in a a matter of four hours it's not not, not a big deal but I yeah think i'm trying to pinpoint exactly what i want to give away first i haven't discovered my full audience yet i don't really have an email list and I, I do get a lot of emails from people that want to contribute and help but most of them aren't signing up for the list so i got to do some reevaluating there uh, but i've got a list of things that i think would be decent for giveaways but i'm just not sure yet and i was going to suggest for you since you have that email list I don't know how much success you've had with uh, doing surveys, but you might be able to just ask your audience what's something that they would find value in as far as if you want to do a program license, you know, what are people using? 
and yeah. it hits directly related to the app development world, not just Sublime Text, because I think if you even mentioned it on your podcast, you'd get way more entries. Yeah, I didn't want to corrupt my podcast in a way of, you know, as I'm testing this giveaway. Uh, this giveaway yeah. uh, at the moment, so I did some Facebook advertising, which worked really well. Uh, um, there's a very small group of Sublime Text users on Facebook that have liked the page. So I targeted them and it was costing me uh, 30 cents for every email captured, which I hear is very good. Yeah, uh, that is. Uh, so uh, that that's given me the knowledge to, you know, to actually, as long as you hyper-focus the Facebook advertising and make it a giveaway, then uh, it's a very easy way of, uh, you know, getting uh, emails from Facebook. So what was your what was your exact process when you did that? I mean, I've used Facebook to advertise before, so you just targeted those people that like Sublime Text already. Yes, uh, I. Uh, okay, in fact, I'm going to open my Facebook ads right now and just go through the ad. So, what I did is I uh, first of all I only did timeline advertising, so uh, that is. My ads only appear on the timeline, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is because no one ever looks at that right-hand side column of sponsored ads. I don't think. Uh, no, they don't. They're, they're kind of banner blind. So I only did. Uh, uh, so here's my numbers um, for thirty-seven pounds, uh, which I spent. Um, it was just a test. I got one hundred and thirteen clicks. And of 113 clicks, I got uh, 80 uh, emails, I think, or maybe 100 emails. Well, that's a high-ass conversion rate, man. I, it was It was a really, uh, literally everyone who clicked, I think, pretty much gave me an email. So th that, that says to me, you know, it's just a game of numbers then. As soon as I can monetize, you know, that process then I can really pay for traffic and, and just, you know, once I've got a way of monetizing it, I've got a, a, a permanent source of traffic there that can I can capture their email and, and market to them again and again and again. That's very interesting, man. I'd be curious and pretty excited to follow that and see how it works out for you because I can see it being very powerful if you if you drill it in like, like I think you can. Yeah, but, what, you know, one of the things to bear in mind is that uh, once on your list, as soon as they the contest is finished and they start getting content emails from you about my episodes, then I'm getting a, a one-third un unsubscribe rate. So it, it's kind of like the person who is up for a freebie giveaway, are they really, you know, a, a valuable <laughs> a valuable uh, prospect? Yeah. Uh, you know, so well, I've, you've got to bear you, that in mind. But If you target... You target your audience through your podcast, though they're already pretty loyal because they're listening to you. And if it's something that pertains to them, you know, away from Sublime Text, for instance, I don't think you'd have as much of a bounce rate back because they're they're already familiar. You know, you got all those downloads per month, and if they all hear you say a little snippet about it and they're interested, a lot of those people haven't given you their email yet. And there's a chance because they know who you are, they're not going to go back and and unsubscribe once they get the email saying that the the contest is ended. Yeah, so the one thing, uh, if you are thinking about giving away stuff, do not give away a book. Uh, I gave away, um, I was getting, I'll tell you what, I was getting a lot of traffic. This is, um, you know how you, uh, I'd, I'd, like, I'd be interested in some of your guest experiences because uh, one of my 
uh, guests was uh, Stephen Key, who um, I, I didn't know a lot about, but uh, he ended up uh, writing this book called One Simple Idea. Anyway, um, my traffic for his week, you know, the, the, literally as soon as that he emailed his list, uh, my traffic spiked really high on my uh, uh, website. And it was all going to his episode. Um, that very that very rarely happens, for, even though I'm getting these guests who are supposedly very big influencers. I, I, you know, I don't get a big spike in traffic. So uh, I, I basically... Um, put up one of his books as a giveaway and put it next to the episode uh, but uh, I got eight <laughs> contestants oh wow I would have thought that would have worked out pretty well I know so my feeling is that giving away books is not great yeah it's not a it's well, not a big enough like incentive to to give away an email for I'm thinking about doing a GoPro once I get I want to run a couple smaller ones first but I think for my audience uh, I was trying to think of the perfect item and I think a GoPro camera would probably be it from all the people that I've talked to and I've I've surveyed an art school where my sister goes and and that was the most popular request and so they're a little bit more expensive though who, well who could you partner up out of your past guests or your network to do a joint giveaway because that's what I would suggest for you Heath yeah so you, otherwise you're gonna you know don't end up like me where you you do a contest and you end up with eight contestants you have to pay out you know I've got to pay out twenty dollars now for those eight emails and half of them are people I know already well I have to I have to just see uh, I think that you hit a good point there with him sending out an actual email to his list and seeing your traffic spike because I, I was talking to Steve P. Young the other day, and, and he basically told me that that's how he got his podcast going with a lot of traffic, was at first it was just average traffic, and uh, he had a guest on that told him that that's how he got his big boost in the beginning, was he had somebody send out an email in his actual email list that linked back to his uh, his his progress that he was making, and, and Steve said, well, will you do that for me with this episode, and the guy was like, well, I guess so. And so he did. And then he got all this big traffic boost. And <laughs> Do you know the guy's name? I don't, but I, I was thinking in, like, right then, I was about to say, well, Steve, how hey, about you send up this episode in your email list, man? You know, Heath, <laughs> uh, so many ideas. We're full of ideas. Imagine having um, the ability to rate guests on how impactful they are for the promotion of your show. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so That could be powerful, right? Yeah. Um, well, so I, I, I'm not sure. I've gotten through about 35 or 36 episodes of my podcast. There's only 15 that have released. And out of all those, there's there's a few that have big email lists. So I have to check into them and see, uh, just see if it would be a right fit or not. And I, I, And it's weird because, you know, you do get some of them I was kind of disappointed because the ones that had much bigger followings didn't even acknowledge that the episode had gone live. They just said thanks or something, never shared it through their network, never retweeted yeah. or anything. Yeah, remember, uh, one of the reasons why the guest comes on your show is because they're looking for the publicity. And so some of them feel that they don't need to help you in return. Yeah, I've under I understand but, um, that. Now. But, but yeah, I get that as well. And this is, um, you know, this is where I think Oh, there's a myth, isn't there? Of uh, you think you get a big guest and it's going to change everything. It's going to promote your show, and 
it doesn't, I mean, I've had guests like you that have had huge email lists and huge followings and uh, New York Times bestsellers. And I'll give them a link to share. And I, I, I track those links in Google, um, it's a Google uh, short URL shortener. And uh, Stephen Key's been my best one. Uh, the rest of them, you know, are pretty low. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'll tell you that much. And you really just never know. But all you can do is ask. And if they don't, then just move on. I mean, it's not the end of the world. But it is a little disheartening when you put all the work into getting it edited, getting it up, building the website content. Uh, you kind of depend on them to at least share it with their audience because their audience is the one that are going to want to listen to it the most because they're familiar with that person. And when they don't, it's like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. So what are your plans? Um, I'm conscious of time because I know that we've done 36 minutes. And uh, what, how long have you got, Heath? Paul, I mean, it's it's just whatever. I've been getting emergency phone calls since like 3 a.m. And I'm trying to put them off as long as possible. So right, okay. I do have some other things I want to talk about but before we get off here, though. Yeah, well, let's go, let's go through them. Let's go through your list. So the, so the schedule blocking has been amazing for me, and what this has allowed me to do is actually save my relationship with my girlfriend because she was getting very distraught with, uh, you know, the "you're not paying attention to me" thing, and uh, so <laughs> that, that's been a very good progress moving forward. But uh, I've been able to get back into the mobile app design and have some time to do that stuff. So I've got my team back together, and we actually finished a prototype for the most part, for this main app that we're doing. And then I've got a couple small apps that I really want to make that I think would be something that I would just use a lot. Uh, so I'm going back into the school next week, possibly today if I get back in time. And I was going to send you the prototype for this one app and just let you check it out for SwapMe, uh, which I've been working on. And we've got the trademark for it and everything, so there's no point in quitting on it now and so I'm, I'm excited there and then another thing I figured out Paul that's really opened up a lot of that time have you ever heard of Alphonic? Yeah I use it all the time for the recording of um, that's one of my yeah. biggest apps that I use so I had no idea this that Alphonic existed and so now I've been able to completely cut out all of my editing basically because it auto levels for you oh, you're, it, oh you're using it for podcasting so, I mean, what what do you use it for? Oh, you know, uh, I'm just using it for recording these um, personal messages onto uh, SoundCloud. You're talking, about, you're talking about Auphonic? Yeah. Okay, well, this is what you can do with it, and it's revolutionary for me because literally I can pull the episodes. I use P-I-E-Z-O, P-I-E-Z-O, to record off Skype or Hangouts or whatever. You can record from anything on your computer with that program. Then I'll drag that MP3 into Audition, and I will cut the pre-chat and post-chat off, add my intro and outro, even though because it's customized and I have them blend into my show, I can't just drop them in through Alphonic. But on Alphonic, I think a license is like 84 bucks for a year or something. Uh, literally, hmm. with all the process that I used to have to go through to get my levels correct... Uh, and I know yours isn't as bad or tedious, but you can take all your files, drag them and drop them into Alphonic, the desktop app, or the website version. It automatically processes and levels out everything, and it sounds fantastic, man. Yeah. It sounds just as good as the professional editing that I was doing it on my own. Yeah. 
And so it gets loud. It sounds great at auto levels. Then you make these presets on Alphonic, and it'll automatically tag all your podcasts. It'll automatically upload it to SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, uh, or not Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Lipson. And there's some other stuff on there, too, that it can add to. So you're talking about something that used to take me forever, uh, you know, to, to edit one episode, to tag it, then to upload it to Lipson myself manually, then to upload it to SoundCloud and put all the descriptions in everything. It, it took a long time to do one episode, and now it's literally, I mean, I've cut it down to maybe 10% of the time with this program. Right. It's the greatest thing ever. I'm going to start using that now um, more for my podcasting, I think. Uh, yeah, I've been a big fan of it. Um, I, I think there was um, like a time limit for how many hours you're allowed per month on the, uh, I think, is it $9 a month or something? But uh, I guess that's worth paying well, for. The free version, I think they give you two hours a week or something mm. like that. Yeah, that's going to, that's, that's just not going to work. I mean, I, uh, but well, yeah. I mean, it's not, a, it's not an expensive license. No, no. I, I honestly I mean, completely neglected that. Uh, uh, what what levels are you using? Maybe you can send over your uh, um, a, a screenshot of the levels that you've uh, put into it. Into it, because uh, one of the, my biggest time constraints is uh, when I do my editing, uh, I'm taking out my um, I'm silencing all the um, periods where I'm not talking and just breathing into the mic, so that I uh, I wanted to get rid of those. Uh, that's what takes my time up. Well, maybe you should stop breathing in the mic, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I don't stop breathing, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know, I'm, uh, obs I'm obsessed with so, you because I'll drop a pen or something. And I don't know. Yeah, so what I would do if I were you is is try, so there's no, you don't, you can set different loudness as far as, you know, I just set the standard podcast and I set it to 192 kilobytes a second, but as far as like customizing the levels, I'm not sure how much of that you can do, but I would just try, and it, it does have a noise and, and hiss reduction on it and all that. I would try and just run a test through where you had a lot of heavy breathing and let it auto level and then just see how it comes out sounding because it might take care of the problem, man. I've had it take care of some background noises for me. It's amazing how well it works. Yeah, I mean, so I, I um, take the two streams uh, from... Uh, my audacity I then uh, every Monday go through and edit the entire um, catalog of uh, podcasts and uh, yeah it does take me about six hours to get through um, a week so that could take six that could take a, probably only one hour if I use Orphonics uh, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna do that yeah and you know I was I was spending a lot more time than you and and here's another thing Paul with it gives you the option where you can, in the preset, you can add your intros and outros, so you don't even have to clip those into your editing. It'll literally put the intro and outro before and after the clip that you upload if you want to. Now, mine blends together because I have it fade in and out, so I didn't do that. But if I've, I've honestly thought about changing the format so I can do it because it would save so much time. You upload one time, then you just put the conversation up. It adds the intro, it adds the outro, and it posts it everywhere for you tags it with meta and everything wow brilliant uh it's, it's been under my nose all that time <laughs> are there any other stuff things that you wanted to mention before we go yeah hold on one second i got a i've got a list here but let's see all right so another thing that's really increased i'm trying to i'm trying to nail down these things that have really increased time for me 
uh, LastPass, it's just a password lock. Literally, I put in one password, and ever since, I haven't had to use a password at all. It's great. It, it makes encrypted passwords for everything. I, I would highly recommend that if you don't have it. Yeah. I use RoboForm. I've used that for uh, about six, seven years. Uh, it's full of junky emails, but uh, it crashed on me last week, my app, and I was suddenly without passwords. I was like, oh, no, but uh, uh, luckily I managed to get it back working. RoboForm, yes, I've used it. I, honestly, I would check out LastPass. It's the uh, Now, Harry Duran, he does the podcast Junkies podcast. He actually told me about that, and it's the best one, man. It's, it's great. Okay. It's just a little Last star pass. in the corner of your browser, and every form will have that star, and it's just awesome. I mean, it's great. And then... It, as far as everything else, I had a question for you. I was thinking about on my website. Now, I've got a lot, a huge list of stuff I need to do to build my website, and I'm, I'm finding a lot of trouble with getting the time to write on the blog and to write in the different sections and to build the content because the time just isn't there yet. But I'm working to get more time to be able to do stuff like that. But I don't ever see anybody's podcast site that actually has a section where it shows the upcoming guests. And but but that allows you to put more of the people's names in, and, and the guests that you're trying to invite can see this list of upcoming guests. Oh, okay. Do you think that that's a bad idea, or do you think that 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 could be? I mean, I could see the positives and negatives because somebody might be like, "Well, all these episodes have to come out before mine will." You know what I mean? Uh, but at the same time, they could say, "Oh, wow, all these people are coming out because some of my better guests are ones that haven't released." And that would save you from having to tell somebody, you know, I've got these guests coming up in your email. You know, it's just another thing to cut out time. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering how much of your listener base is actually going to your website. And uh, It seems like I get about the same traffic to my website as I do downloads. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Well, one, one thing I'm using at the moment and I'm loving uh, is from my past guest Neil Patel, and he's done. Uh, the, he's got this thing called Crazy Egg. Crazy Egg, and you get a one month free trial. And I'm I'm going through the one month free trial as we speak, and it gives a heat map on your uh, website. Uh, I can see myself signing up for this. It's going to be hard to not use, because I get to see where people are clicking. So I've been I, I've been experimenting on my website with um, uh, most people are going to my content. Okay, that's what they want. So um, I've got this thing, uh, you know, like a video, one minute video. They'll even skip that and just go straight to the content. Uh, most clicks are on the podcast, which is where all the content is housed. So that I think is where a lot of your traffic will be looking. They're looking to go. But I've also put up um, a link to a coaching program that I'm going to start offering. I'm just testing that at the moment. And uh, I've had uh, that that go orange on my um, uh, heat map. And so that's really exciting. Uh, do you want to see it? So the heat map, does it? you can look at it at any time, and, and as people visit more areas, it gets yeah. darker and darker? Uh, you, you, you certainly go through the free trial. Let me show you it. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, seriously, it's um, it, Google Analytics is now, I think, gonna, they'll have to buy out this company because after you've, you've gone through this uh, crazy egg that it's just no going back so if I can get um, I'm just going to share my screen uh, show you it um, sorry so for you're the... talking about you're going to be doing coaching I've got some crazy egg. Uh, I was listening to Hal Elrod talk the other day 
and he was talking about when he first started doing coaching, Paul, and he was doing these one-on-one sessions, right? And I think this is, if you talk to a lot of people, this is the number one way uh, if you want to create income for not having to put too much work into it and really actually help people, uh, I think this is this is the way to go. Yeah. It, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if people are listening to you for hours upon end, then they have this trust with you. You know, you've demonstrated that you've got some something to offer. And... Um, it was after my chat with Jimmy Burgess that um, you know he's he's picked up he picks up two coaching clients a week uh, where he charges something like five hundred dollars per for I think three maybe three one hour one one on one coaching so um, anyway here we go uh, can you see my screen hold on um, just mute that. yes oh great okay. So uh, you can see that's a screenshot of my website, and you can see these little dots. Paul, you, it actually disappeared right when you said, okay, great. Oh, great. Oh, okay, <laughs> let's try again. you got to stop drinking so early out there, man. I have three coffees already. Uh, okay, can you see it now? It was there a second ago. Oh, uh, you know what? But he, Hal was talking about the big... Um, the big aha he had when group coaching was, or when coaching was to start group coaching. Oh, really? Okay. So one of the things he did was he was he made a group coaching program where people could pay $97 a month, and they could get in on this one-hour group coaching session, which was twice a month, right? And then he told them if they brought more people into the group, he'd cut $10 a month off their cost, and he went, his rates just skyrocketed. I mean, he went from like 20 people to like 200 and something, 300 immediately. So then he was doing two hours a month with 300 people at $97 per month. <laughs> right. You can imagine. That is our aha moment for sure. Uh, okay, can you see the screen now? Yeah, I can. Yeah, so you see these little uh, dots. It's a little bit dark, uh, but there's basically... A... Wow, so it actually does it on your website. Yeah, <laughs> so you can see where people are physically clicking. So I can see that, um, you know, this is a darker green area. So no one is really going into my newsletter, which I knew, uh, you know, just a handful of people there. Um, a lot of people are looking to skip the video. So, you know, I'm done watching this, take me to the, the content. So clearly then the video is not particularly working for me. Um, but what is nice is that there's a, a quite a nice uh, heat map around the coaching button that I was brand new I just put up uh, so this is awesome yeah I can see that people are like really clicking the content as well so this is where um, uh, yeah it looks like so I could play around with these buttons and just see what works and what doesn't maybe even experiment with putting some products up there and just seeing uh, what what uh, gets the people's attention so that's all from the landing page and then you can drill down to each separate page Wow how much is it for you know after the free uh, month? I don't even know. I've got this free month, and then uh, I think there's an annual cost. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Maybe a hundred or something dollars. Don't quote me on that. But uh, I figured I'd just do the free trial and I don't know, see how it goes. But it's it's got me. <laughs> it's got me. Uh, yeah. Man, that that is awesome, Paul. Cool. Well, that's that's cool, man. I I gotta wind this down because my battery on my computer is down to three percent now, and I don't have my charger. Great. Okay. Um, 
I really appreciate it, man. Let's let's continue this. I need to. I've got some stuff written down here, and and what I'm going to do is I've got a virtual assistant list, so I'm actually going to look into starting a virtual assistant now this week. Oh, uh, really? Before the next time. Yeah. I, I, and it's which just which been, one are you going to use? Is it Samapti, the virtual assistant that I use? Are you going to someone else? Very possible. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure yet. I've got some options. Uh, Steve P. Young sent me some that he used in exactly what they're doing for him, and but he he actually hasn't linked me to them yet, even though I've asked him a couple okay. times. He's not going to, but uh, I'm I'm curious and excited to get started on that. Yeah, great. Sounds good. Now, it, as far as some other things I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to get more traffic to my podcast. Uh, and I, I know that I could probably get with you later and see what things have worked for you, but I think using guest email lists is probably the fastest method. So I'm going to take that away from this meeting. Check out Crazy Egg, uh, and then yeah, let's get together and talk again soon. So yeah, I, I, well, you know, you um, uh, I've got this. Uh, uh, the other thing I was going to mention to you is I've got Tweet Adder. Uh, running now which is um, something I bought several years ago for $300 and uh, it just automatically retweets uh, some of uh, the accounts and I, I figured that I'd start using that a little bit more uh, so if you want me to add any of your um, tweets to an automatic retweeter uh, for different accounts then I'd be happy to do that uh, maybe that, that can give you a little bit more credibility for when you tweet stuff out Okay, yeah, I I only heard a couple words of that, Paul, because oh, you were yeah. cutting in and out okay. really bad. But I heard something about Tweet Adder. Yeah, it's a piece of software I bought several years ago. I've got a, a license to use it. I can uh, maybe add you on that. It's something to think about. And, yeah, happy to sort of get a contest going for you. If uh, you want to increase traffic to your uh, podcast, then I think a giveaway is... Um, and, but doing that, yeah. doing that with a guest, I think is 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 not going. You know, you need to do it with a guest who's got a, a reasonable size list, and uh, who has an audience of people that would listen to your show. So um, maybe you know when you chat to new guests, future guests, or you could maybe just follow up with some past guests. Uh, suggest tonight the idea of doing a giveaway, and uh, you can even share my giveaways if you want to show what they're going to get. And uh, then uh, you share yeah, the, you share the list that you capture with them. So I'll, I'm going to send you this prototype too. I'll I'll look into trying to pinpoint a guest that'll work for that. Uh, I'm going to get this virtual assistant to do list in order and create some documents so I can actually get one working. And man, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun stuff I want to do. So. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, have a good <laughs> one. So you're still all right then and for the usual time in a couple of weeks. Um, this is bi-weekly then. Yeah, I should be. I'm, I have to go to Lake Tahoe next weekend, and this weekend I have to go to, uh, I guess, somewhere outside Columbus. It's pretty far too. I'm all over the place, man. It's, it's crazy. But yes, Wednesdays seem to be working great for me in the morning. Okay, so we'll do Wednesday morning then as the time for two weeks. Hey, you can cancel it. I mean, I'm going to set up crazy egg. Yeah, you'll love it. It's good. Um, great. Okay, well, listen, this has been awesome. Uh, I've learned a lot of stuff as well. So uh, hopefully I'll say goodbye before your battery is about to die.
Yeah, man, check out, seriously, start messing with Alphonic. It's it's unbelievable how much time it could save yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm already a paid customer of Alphonic, and I've paid for like um, five hours of editing. Um, but I've actually used that on all my private messages. <laughs> so, um, Like you haven't edited out your private messages? or? Yeah, I uh, go onto my iPhone app, uh, as you can see here. Uh, I've got an iPhone app. And... Um, I use uh, Orphonic. I use it every day. It's this little app here. And uh, I record a private message and then send it to my guests and to, well, as you know, to people that follow me on Twitter. And it's been great. So I'm going to use that for podcasting, I think. Well, cool, man. Well, yeah, yeah I didn't even know that they had that functionality, but just I, I've been using, just go to Orphonic.com, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C.com, and, and it'll take you to all that so cool man well i actually did get that website job i talked to you about two weeks ago so i'm oh, excited great. to bring some revenue in and i actually also bid another one that i think i have a pretty good shot at getting so i'm focusing more on these things that can generate revenue for me as opposed to uh putting some of the other side projects stuff that doesn't generate revenue yet cutting it back a little bit but still putting a lot of effort into it so Hopefully this will start turning things around for me. Well, but Heath, my final my final thought is that uh, I've interviewed so many people now that have said you're doing it the right way, where you're getting like you're you're obviously wanting to at some point you know like make a change, but you're basically preparing yourself ready for when you do make that change. It will happen. It's just when and when you decide. So uh, uh, yeah, that that so many people have said that is the way to do it. To, to build up a little bit of revenue, you know, the expertise, and then slowly and more, more and more get get uh, uh, get fully involved, and then quit your job. And uh... yeah, I got a boogie on down, man. It's a it's a lot of fun. So I'm I'm doing everything I can. I, I got to pay off some student loans and, and some other uh, debts with finishing my basement and things like that. And once that's all clear, which I've set a timeline now. So 2016, I plan on moving across the country to Portland, Oregon. And that's what's going to happen. So it's not a question. I, I will be doing it. So Great. All right, man. All right. Good one. Cheers, Heath. See you, man. Don't do anything too crazy out there. I know how crazy you all are out there. <laughs> psychos. All right, man. See you. Bye.